It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's game day for the Miami Hurricanes. Here are the keys for beating Temple. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Saturday, happy game day. I'm Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Our 20th ranked Miami Hurricanes will try to stay undefeated, renewing a, an old uh, Big East rivalry. Miami is 13-1 and all-time against Temple. Hurricanes are favored by 24.5 points in this one. 23 and a half, I think, is now the line, actually. We'll see if the Hurricanes can take care of business today. To help us break it down, my awesome colleague at allhurricanes.com. He also does a great job on the You Heard pod. Chalupa Batman is with us. We sent out the bat signal, and here he is. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Happy game day, Dono. It's our first road game of the year, so got to break out the white jersey for the first time this year. I'm excited. It's going to be a little bit of a weird weather game, but Hurricanes travel well. Yeah, so here's uh, the situation. I've got eyes up in Philadelphia. The weather the weather is going to suck. There's no question about it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be necessarily as bad as I've been saying it is for the last couple of days because sometimes when you trust the meteorologists, they, uh, you know, they don't always uh, get things yeah. the way they predicted it. So apparently there may be some breaks in the rain tonight that you know for big chunks of the game it may not be raining or may not be raining heavily but it is going to be raining before probably after probably at some point (laughs) during the game uh but i think what we're going to be looking out for tonight chalupa or this afternoon is the winds that the gusts could get pretty high into the 30s some people even think the gusts could get into the 40s tonight so you know that can a wet field uh, complemented by big-time wind gusts that could affect deep passing games on both sides. It could affect the kicking game and the punting game on Definitely. both sides. So these are some of the elements we have to watch out for today. Definitely. And and even if it's if it's wet pregame or it's just wet for the first quarter, then you have to think about a, a heavy wet ball as well right. that's being thrown. The small things, like Dono said, holding on kicks, the, the punter being able to squeeze a football before he gets to kick it, the snaps, there's so much shotgun nowadays. Think about that center having to snap a heavy, wet football while his hands are wet as well. Anyone that's played in wet games, if you've played any skill positions or anything, you know that once you get wet, those gloves are not getting dry again. Your hands are never really getting dry again, and you're really just wiping your damp hands on a damp towel constantly. So it's those ball security, those little things that are going to be really important in this one. And anytime you're dealing with a a wet field, I know college football fans, they get worried about field conditions in terms of, you know, players get injured and stuff. Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that the field is going to be in pretty good shape because they play at Lincoln Financial Field. It's an NFL field, which means the drainage is going to be pretty good. And hopefully there's not a lot of divots and stuff out there. Uh, I believe it is natural grass, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so ho- hopefully the field 
holds up pretty nicely tonight. Because you know, in some of some of like the small, some of the smaller college stadiums out there, the fields don't have very good drainage, yes. and the grass, the grass should be pristine at the links. So, um, you know, that that's going to be one one of the better field conditions you should play in. Now, as far as the Canes go, going up against Temple's offense. All right, we've talked a lot throughout the week about EJ Warner, their starting quarterback, son of Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, but dealing with the run has got to be priority number one for the Miami Hurricanes because they do have a couple of talented tailbacks uh, on that Temple Owls team that Miami is going to have to contend with today. Jacquez Smith, Darvon Hubbard, they're kind of a thunder and lightning type of combination, good combination in Temple's backfield. Uh, Miami Chalupa actually boasts the eighth-ranked rushing defense in college football right now. They only allow 60 yards rushing per game. They've got to be on point today because – Temple's quarterback, Mr. Warner, doesn't have a great field, uh, doesn't have a great completion percentage on the season, just over 50%. If the Hurricanes can force third and longs, if they can limit Temple's running game, your defense is going to have an opportunity to get themselves off the field and maybe even get some interceptions today. 100%, Dono. I think the, the biggest key is stopping the run early. They've got three running backs who average over five yards to carry. Wow. Temple has always been a tough team, right? They've always been a gritty kind of football team. They like to run the football, especially on early downs, to stay ahead of the chains. We have to stuff that for several reasons. EJ Warner is a decent quarterback, but he's only completing, like you said, 52% of his passes, has a two-to-one touchdown ratio so far, four touchdowns, two picks, but here's the key stat. Only 6.4 yards per completion. Yeah. Not pushing the ball down the field. What that tells me is they're running the football on early downs, giving him third and short, third and manageable, second and manageable, and then letting him kind of dink and dunk. I think we've got the guys in the secondary to make sure tackles, and that's something that needs to happen as well. He does not push the ball down the field tremendously. So, when he does throw those slants, the hitches, the jailbreaks, we have to tackle. Guys like Jaden Davis, guys like Daryl Porter Jr., our safeties coming down, make tackles. Do not give them extra opportunities on offense. But like Dono said, stuff the run. Three guys averaging five yards to carry is no joke. I don't care what sticker you have on your helmet. They've mm-hmm. really got some talent in that backfield. But we've seen our front four, our front seven, look completely different this year. Eighth-ranked run defense. Kiko is running around, flying around, making plays. West looks great. Cloyd off the bench. I think that's the key. That yeah. I, I think that linebacking core being able to fly around and stuff the run early and fill these gaps. Then you start pinning your ears back in the third and fourth quarter, and I, I, I don't think they've got the speed to deal with the kind of rushers we have on defense. Hopefully it's a good day for forcing turnovers, takeaways by Miami's defense, because one of the quirky stats so far this year is the Hurricanes, despite their success being 3-0, and winning all their games comfortably, including Texas A&M, they've only forced four turnovers so far this yeah. season. They they rank somehow near the bottom of the country in that stat. Uh, you know, we've asked Lance Guidry about it before, and it's like... You, you can't really, you know, all you can do is is play your assignments, make your hits. Like, it's hard to really plan for turnovers, and sometimes you're in droughts, and then you never know. You could get, and they had three takeaways in the Texas A&M game, so you never know where some of these games, <laughs> takeaways may come in bunches, right? So hopefully that's something we can do today. But I want to talk about offensive keys when we come back from Miami and 
Chalupa and I will both give you a final score prediction tonight. It's your Miami Hurricanes take on the Temple Owls. 3.30 p.m. We are only getting started. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys, I mentioned the FanDuel odds for Miami today if you want to lock those in. Hurricanes are favored by 23.5 points. The over-under is 46.5. I've been taking a long look at that based on the projected conditions. Maybe we'll go under that total. That's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning on making a play for this game. And guys, you're going to have so much fun if you dive headfirst into the college football season and the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everyday experience to the next level, you know we're going to be busy today on our subtext chat, our exclusive SMS oh, yeah. texting community. You get text messages directly from my phone to yours with maybe some weather updates uh, today, uh -huh. uh, breaking news, recruiting scoops, one-on-ones. You can ask me questions on there. Click the link in the show description below. I include the link in the show description below. Try it free for 14 days. Then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. All right, so Chalupa, um, something that Miami has excelled at this season, especially compared to last year, explosive plays and yards per play. Miami's offense is number four in FBS with an average of 8.0 yards per play. Last year, they oh, ranked number 104 in FBS <laughs> yards per play at 4.8. So they've gone from 104 to number four. Um, I think even if the conditions are windy today, I think there can still be opportunities to make some explosive plays today. And you'd especially if the weather's not great, you'd love to hit a couple of X plays early in the game and then you can just kind of play downhill for the rest of it. 100%. Let's remember that a lot of these young men on this Miami team come from South Florida where it rains for fun and it just yeah. rains and rains and rains. We saw the other day with the Chaminade game, what an hour weather delay for rain, wet field. That didn't stop neither one of those five-star receivers. I think a lot of these skilled players who grew up in South Florida, it's just kind of is what it is for them, right? They're used to how they have to run their routes when when there's a wet field, how they have to cut, maybe, maybe break down a bit better. The running backs know I, I need to – really plant my foot in the ground. We've got guys on this team that aren't afraid to play in a little bit of mud and muck. So I, I think we still get those explosive plays. I think Coach Dawson, who comes from Louisiana, who's not scared to air it out when it rains, because again, they are in hurricane oh. country as well. I think that mentality we have on this team, they're looking at that weather thinking, 
oh, a little bit of rain is nothing to a hurricane, right? Like, I, I think the key, like Dono said, is let's try these earlier too. Let's Temple is it. They have a solid defense, not a great defense, but a solid defense. Thirty-nine percent on third down. I, I I think our offense will destroy that number. But I think the key here is getting that backfield going the way we've yes. gotten them going yep. all year. Yep. Cheney downhill, Paris downhill, it fletches back and healthy, fletch downhill. And I just don't think they have the horses or the hosses in the trenches to deal with Maui Noah, Rivers, Cohen, Matt Lee. I say pound the, the ball early. And maybe our receivers don't really have to have a big explosive game, but still look for those Jacoby George screens that he can turn a five-yard screen into a 50-yard play. That's still a chunk play, but we can do it in a few different ways. But I'm actually not worried about the weather as far as our skill players go because, like I said, most of them are from South Florida where right. they grew up playing in a puddle, and our offensive coordinator – comes from one of the most rainy places in the country. So I think we'll be okay. from the bayou. <laughs> yeah, he literally comes from what we call the bayou. So I think we'll be fine. I don't and you heard his mentality, right? He doesn't seem like he has a mentality where the rain is going to make him conservative. No. This is not Josh Gaddis's offense. This Thank is a you. completely different team this year and they want to continue to push the ball down the field. We saw it a little bit in the first game and everyone was, "Why aren't we seeing more of it?" more and more and more i think the more the season progresses the more the underneath stuff we have been doing that has been working will cause defensive coordinators to start cheating those safeties up because you have to because guys like x and jacoby are doing really great things after the catch you need extra bodies in the box you need extra bodies down there we haven't even taken the cover off tyler harrell yet mm -hmm. so i think you start to see as the season progresses us even more aggressive with pushing the ball down the field. I don't think the rain will be a factor there. What do you think about that? No, I, I don't either, especially if Miami can kind of run to set up the pass in a day like this because that offensive line, they're going to be licking their chops at this opportunity. Oh, they're happy. I mean, you know, <laughs> and as Cooper probably lives for this, right? He's going to be, he's going to be knocking fools <laughs> oh, yeah. on their butts down the field. Uh, I think Tyler Van Dyke is going to be all right. But really, you know, people have asked me over the past week because Miami has had a pure committee at running back so far, which I think they're they're enjoying this. They're, they're going to take the committee as yeah. far as it can take them. So people have asked me, do you think at some point this year we're going to see kind of a true number one guy emerge? Uh, I don't think you really need to because, first of all, all these guys getting work, it's keeping them happy. The continuity's been good. All of them have been capable of protecting their quarterbacks. That's what Don Solinger, we talked about that, that, the pass protection, all these running backs have done a fine job with that. And the advantage you get is you've basically got fresh legs for 60 minutes, right? When you're not wearing one of your tailbacks into the ground, you know, as the defense gets tired, your tailbacks stay fresh and your offensive line starts to wear the opposing defense down. And so far, like in three games, I can't even say who Miami's best running back is right now, right? I mean, Henry Parrish has started the games. He's certainly had his moments. A.J. Allen scored two touchdowns last week. Don Chaney had one drive where he single-handedly the offensive <laughs> back and scored. And then it's like, uh, I don't know what the status is going to be for Mark Fletcher today. Maybe by the time some of you guys watch this, you may know one. If you watch this like right before kickoff, you may know one way or the other. Uh, I did hear that he traveled with the team, though. So okay. I, I think that there's good. a chance we might see Fletch today. 
because uh, uh, apparently he did travel to Philadelphia with his teammates. So, uh, you know, even even without Fletch, Miami's got three to four running backs because I wonder if Chris Johnson has earned himself more playing time because in garbage time last week against Bethune-Cookman, he looked fantastic, Chalupa. He looked great. He looked great. And to Dono's point, why pick one right now, right? They're all staying healthy. And remember, there are some guys coming off injury in that in that running back room. Don right. Chaney, remember AJ Allen, it, he he had the the collarbone last year. So these guys are there's a couple guys that are still coming off injury last year. There's no need to give them put 20 carries on them right now. And like Dono said, very much how you see with SEC defenses where they they rotate that defensive line so much that by the time the third and the fourth quarter comes around, these tackles are just exhausted and the defensive ends and outside linebackers are still fresh. By the time we get in the third and fourth quarter, all of our horses are still fresh because you you see nine carries for A.J. Allen, eight for Cheney, seven for Parrish. It, he's mixing them in. He's getting them involved. Uh, the one thing I do want to see is them get involved in the passing game a little bit more. Yeah. But I think I think that will develop the the – the more that the playbook opens up, I think we will see those running back screens and things like that. But right now, they're all hot and they're and they all have different running styles that kind of complement each other. I like using all of them. I, I and I also love that you can't key on any of them. Yeah. AJ Allen, he protects well, he runs well, he's a good receiver out the backfield. Same with Cheney, same with Parrish. So it's not a situation where when you see 21, you go, Oh, they're doing this. Or when you see Cheney, oh, they're clearly running the football. I think he's got something good going with all three of them, keeping them healthy and fresh for the – because remember, this is a long season. It's not a 16-game season like the NFL, but it's still a right. long season. So let's keep some guys fresh, get them all involved, keep them all happy, like Dono said as yeah. well. They're all in the mix. There hasn't been a game so far where you feel like one of them hasn't been in the mix. I, I love how he's been doing it. Usually when you hear running back by committee, they never give one guy enough to get going. It's two carries, and then they pull, and then one carry, and they pull, and no one gets rhythm. I feel like Dawson does a great job of when it's A.J. Allen's time, he gets his couple drives. He gets in rhythm, couple carries. When it's Don Chaney's time, sometimes he just gets a whole drive because Don Chaney just does that. Yeah. He, he, when, he, when he has one running back in the game, it's, it seems like it's their drive or their couple drives, so they're allowed to get in rhythm. There is not that, oh, I'll have a 12-yard run, and then they're tapping me to, to bring in the other running back. He lets them get in rhythm. So I like how he uses the running backs, and he doesn't overuse them, and that I really love. Yeah, you know, main, mainly uh, the last thing I need to see from Miami, and parts of this could be difficult if it really is as windy as we're hearing it might be, but play a clean game on special teams, right? Oh, when, yes. when you're receiving a punt, know exactly where the 10-yard line is. You, you don't have to feel it at the two, all right? <laughs> And, you know, and, and no no muffs today, please. And again, I know maybe if, if it's really windy, it may be tougher to to lock down some of these things, but a clean game on special teams is all I ask. Don't, you know, don't be fielding punts at the two yard line and, and getting wrecked back there. Just, uh, you know, just all, always know where your feet are and where the 10 yard line is. And, and let's get that done. We're going to give you our game picks when we come back. Final score prediction coming up. You want to keep it locked right here. Chalupa Batman is with us on Locked on Canes. Folks, uh, I'm so passionate about Nutrafol because you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. 
Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code Locked on college. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code locked on college. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code locked on college. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. On game day, Alex Dono and Chalupa Batman. He is my colleague at AllHurricanes.com. All right, Chalupa, uh, we've we've talked about uh, factors, keys to the game, weather, elements, all that. What is your final score prediction for today? Number 20, Miami at unranked Temple, 3.30 p.m. in Philadelphia. So we both talked about this a little bit beforehand because we did the, uh, the predictions for all hurricanes earlier in the week. But it's before we knew what the field would look like, too. So we were both discussing, I wonder, you know, does that change the idea I'm going to stick with my prediction, 38-10. I think the Canes probably get out to an early lead. I, I could see halftime being 21-3 or something like that. Uh, I, I I do think we are going to have a dominant game on defense in, in the first half of the first three quarters, however long we see the starters out there for. I just I don't think they can contend with our speed on the uh, on the edge. And for an offense that wants to dink and dunk, I think we've just got too much speed in the secondary. The guys tackle well, and if they can keep those short passes in front of them, I just don't think Temple has the horses on offense to to run with us. And it, I don't think you're going to be able to run the football with the, the improvements we have at linebacker. These guys fill gaps and they stuff the run. So then you're asking these receivers that haven't been asked to take over a game to take over a game, and I just don't see it happening. Yeah. So I got 38-10, but I can see – Again, Temple is a scrappy team. They got a really good running back room. I could see them sneaking in a, a, a touchdown there in the third quarter, making the score look like it was closer than the game right. really was. Like Bethune Cookman did last week. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, so I'm I'm gonna just slightly alter the prediction that I logged to allhurricanes.com a couple days ago. I'm still sticking with Miami to win the game. Uh the prediction that I logged was 24 to 6 Miami. Uh, I was kind of assuming pure tropical cyclone conditions. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think, I think the the weather reports we're getting on game day indicate it's not going to be as bad as they thought. I think there's going to be you know a couple of hours of break in the rain during the game. So 
Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Miami thirty to ten. So um, I guess by my prediction, you wouldn't have Miami covering twenty three and a half. But I do think the game is gonna go under the total. Forty six and a half is the over under. I think it's going to go under that total. I think the Canes will win comfortably. And I think it's going to be a situation where you're going to think the Canes are about to cover the spread. But, you know, Miami's going to call off the dogs. Hopefully in the fourth quarter, you're going to see some backups in. Temple probably gets a garbage touchdown for a backdoor cover. So all this to say, um, I hope Miami covers and wins in pure dominant fashion. But usually when I see a spread that big against a respectable opponent, eh, I don't usually jump on a, you know, minus 23 and a half type of number. So uh, I'm going to go with that 30 to 10 Miami wins. Uh, Chalupa, thank you so much for taking the time and let people know because you got a halftime uh, show or, or is it a spaces or is it a stream today you got coming up at halftime? So we do. A, I do a halftime live stream on YouTube awesome. on today's halftime. I have Will from 305 Sports now and the famous hoodie girl is joining me. The, uh, the other Avenger is joining me on uh, on halftime today. Always a delight having Hoodie Girl on the show. So we just pop on for halftime, answer a few questions. We we always say we hope it's positive questions, obviously, because it's halftime. But we're all fans, right? So yeah, yeah. whether we're coming there to gripe or to celebrate, we just do it together as as Kane's fam for 15 minutes at half. And then always check me out on You Heard. You Heard episodes. I always get this wrong. Mondays and Thursdays, because I remember the days we record. Mm -hmm. So it's Mondays and Thursdays. New episodes drop. Um, I don't want to say who I'm recording with this weekend, but I am supposed to be recording with a Canes football commit oh, um, yes. and doing a, an interview with him. So if and when that happens, I will put that out Sunday and let everyone know. But I don't like to say it ahead of time just in case something yeah. happens. I can't make it. He can't make it. And then people are like, see me? What happened? So just be on the lookout for something really cool uh, soon. Chalupa Batman does an awesome job. Make sure you follow him on X at Corey Carmona. Make sure you follow our show at Locked on Canes. If you follow us on X, we will follow you back. And if you're watching us on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey app, Google, wherever you get your pods. And we will talk to you after the game. We'll probably do our big uh, review episode tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that. And I will be doing the uh, the radio network post game uh, this evening on WQAM 516 South Florida. So you can check me and Malik Rozier out there. We'll talk to you guys next time Malik. on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.